Hello, I'm Simon. And I'm Dan. And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article and we talk about what we find. Dan, what are we talking about this week? This week, Simon, we're talking about Come Tomorrow album. Okay. Yeah, this wasn't a this this wasn't a demand. <laughs> that was uh, that was unexpected. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, no, wow. we've got an album here, which is which is continuing in the vein of we've had maybe two, I think, previous podcast podcast episodes where we've been featuring an album. Um, specifically yeah. The emo. The emo. Band. We had dads. Yeah. Yeah. Dads, we had, that's I'll be the tornado. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, anyway, we've got Come Tomorrow now. So um, it's the ninth studio album by the Dave Matthews Band and was released on June 8th, 2018. I've heard of Dave Matthews. Why have I heard of Dave Matthews? Yeah, I thought I recognised his name. He's an American... It's a rock band formed in Charlottesville, Virginia in 1991. The band's founding members were singer, songwriter and guitarist. Guess Guess his name? Dave Matthews? Yeah, spot on. Bassist Stefan uh, Stefan Lassard or La- Lessard. I don't know whether he's Stephane French. Stefan or Stefan? Stefan, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan Lassard. It's actually Stefan Lessard, but thanks very and, much. And Nirvana with founding member Dave Gruhl. Yeah. And drummer and backing vocalist Kurt Carter, C- Carter Beauford. Violinist and backing vocalist Boy Tinsley, yeah, um, quite a well-known band, basically. Cut to the chase. Yeah, down. I was just looking at their songs. Their songs that they have on on Google, you know, like when you type a band name, they've got Ants Marching, Crash Into Me. I don't recognise any of these song names. Maybe I'd recognise it if I heard it. I don't know. Anyway, we should address the uh, pandemic in the room, Dan, which is that we missed an episode. We did, we did not, in, in fact, release an episode two weeks ago. And there was a very good reason for that, dear reader. How, yes, the, the, the missing of the episode was not due to our own complacency and lack of of kind of attention to, to our schedule. However, yeah, if anything Simon, dropped the ball, you've been it was a, my immune system. <laughs> yes, you've been a bit poorly, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I got, I got the, the Rona. I got, I got, I got COVID-19. Uh, well, at least that's the working hypothesis. Uh, as I, I did a whole video, which uh, at the day of recording... Uh, we re- I released yesterday. In fact, uh, I explaining. watched it last night. Oh, bless and you! And it was very good. And I thought it was, Look it was at probably him the most doing his thing. It was the most wholesome video I've released in a while. I think. Uh, like yeah. it was. It's just quite funny that that. So for those of you who haven't seen the video, first of all, you're dead to me. Secondly, um, it basically is talking about how my relationship with Pixel Girl changed uh, as the lockdown you know as we self-isolated because i was sick and she wasn't we wanted to protect her and my take on it was yeah i grew a lot as a man and i think our relationship leveled up and i i feel like we've come out of this stronger and pixel girl's response is yeah i didn't get to see a dumb face for two weeks it was great like yeah i remember that but she hasn't changed she hasn't changed no uh you can feel the love tonight well that's good Um, you need in this time of in this time of turbulence what we need in our lives is constant and your oh golly i said her name can you bleep that yeah we could bleep that pixel girl <laughs> is uh, is your constant which is nice well the thing is, you say that today is uh she has designated today as no neg day which is going to try and not consistently 
on me <laughs> she normally does she wow. has a very i mean you know her she has quite a negative sense of humor when it comes to me and just like constantly slapping me down and i'm yeah. like i feel like we shouldn't need to designate no neg day in oh, what I is think, meant to be a loving relationship i think that's fantastic i think no neg day is an, a superb idea and given that you'll be missing out on a lot of negative flack today i will do my very best to oh. keep that at a just you know you know it's like it's like measuring an action potential on it. We don't want that. We don't want to see that spike. What we want to do, Simon, much like the virus, is flatten the sodding curve. <laughs> yes, and, and I can I can attack. This is your public safety announcement from your dearest friends at the Wikicast. You mm. don't want to get this virus. I mean, the thing is, it's because it's a viral infection and not a bacterial infection. That means that there's a huge range of symptoms that people get and a wide range in, of severity of how people respond to it. Some people get it, and, well, most people seem to get it, and it's mild. You know, it's it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. But some people get it, and it's obviously fatal. A really good friend of mine had to, um, lost their dad, actually, quite early on in the, in the pandemic. Um, and... So, you know, it is a horrible disease. And if you get it bad, I mean, because I'm, I'm a young guy in good health. I, I, I'm full a of, runner. You're, you're full of pep, vim and spunk. It's all, you uh, know, all of the, All of the fluids. I am yeah, like, you're brimming, like you're, those... almost, you're almost brimming over with spunk. I mean, you're fine. <laughs> you're all right. A dumpster, and yet, if you will. And yet. It's like, you know those cereal bars, like at hotels, where you can like pre like twist different knobs and you get different cereals out. That's like me, but with different fluids. I'm just like a a buff a breakfast buffet of fluids. God, that this is, is disgusting. Just the most beautiful image I've had in a very long time. What I was saying before we started talking about spunk was yes. uh, that uh, you know I, I've got good lungs. Like I'm a singer, I'm a runner, um, I'm I'm in good health, and this thing really made me out. Like this is serious, shit, guys. You don't want to mm. get this, and so it is your. If I could borrow a phrase used by the idiots in charge at the moment, uh, it's your civic duty, your civic responsibility to try and flatten the curve and do your bit and mm. not kill the old people in this country. Um, unless I mean, you're visit, going to visit uh, your mother in Durham. Unless you're going to visit the following people. Dominic Cummings, yes. Boris Johnson, pretty much anyone in the Tory cabinet, as a matter of fact. Um, oh, God. It's just... At least we're not American. You know? Yeah, I saw the article... Was it this morning in oh, the BBC featured one saying they've now surpassed? May, well, may well have been yesterday. A hundred thousand deaths, and and also that he, oh god, I can't, I just can't, Dan. I I cannot wait for December so he can get re-elected and we can relive mm. the whole nightmare. Well, it's fa it's fascinating, isn't it? Because he's for for a president who's made quite a big deal of him wanting to kind of flex his his POTUS power. Hmm. His response when people start saying you're really doing a not a super job at this, Donald, is, is to <laughs> is to is to kind of basically just kind of shut himself in his room and say, well, yeah, the, you know, the state governors should uh, kind of be sorting all of this out. So I'm going to let them. It's it's the you know it's the government's job at the moment to um to just step back and let state governors control. let nature take its course. Yeah, it's you're just course. kind of like, hang on, no, 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 you're not kidding anyone. Oh, and, and, then, and, and crying free speech when Twitter says, oh, by the way, this statement of his is complete bollocks, mate. Uh, yeah. and, and oh, God. Anyway, this is not the, 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 the Dan and Simon rant about American politics podcast because we're going to rant about British politics because we, instead. Yeah, because we're recording that tomorrow. 
Yes. Yeah, it's a busy schedule. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we both, we, we were talking actually just before we, we started the podcast about, so you're, you're furloughed, so you've been, uh, you have, you, you said you had a project, which we'll get onto in a bit, but would it be fair yeah. to say that you've spent a fair amount of time on World of Warcraft recently? Um, uh, yes, yeah, Simon, I think that, that, that would be a fair statement. Yeah. <laughs> I've, um, interestingly, I've moved over from what we, what we in the biz refer to as retail, um, oh. which is the current, you know, um, <clears throat> up-to-date version of the game um, in, God, which is it now? Battle for Azeroth, I think is the current expansion. Anyway, I've stopped playing that because I was falling slightly out of love with it. And I want to because toward the end of this year, I think sometime, I think September or maybe October, um, Shadowlands is coming out, which is the new expansion. So I want to kind of return to that with real excitement. So what I've been playing at the moment is classic because I stopped playing that for a while. Um, and it's just nice. I mean, it's a massive grind and you find yourself, you've sat there for like two hours and you've like moved up a level and a half if you're lucky. (laughs) And it's just so much like, it makes you think that the interesting thing, I was talking to my brother about this because he's also been playing this game. Um, you've also hello. infected Rez from the community. Actually. Yes. My, my, my beloved mod, Marcin, my sweet yeah. summer child. <laughs> He messaged me the other day and said, are you going to be, are you going to be playing WoW this evening or are you coming on for Black Wake? And I replied back saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to let you answer that question. And he was like, you're staying on, aren't you? I was like, yes, of course. That's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, because we, yeah, well, we have been playing a bit of Blackwake as well. We should point out, like, uh, mm. I've been streaming Blackwake every Tuesday. I don't think we're going to do it next Tuesday. We're going to do something different. But I don't know if you've heard about this. We're actually hoping to do a big community game with people from the Oxcast and with people from ZF Clan. Um, oh, fantastic! And I'll and have to it, come along for that. It's so f- Blackwake is just great. It's it's very yeah. fun. Uh, it's not there's not a huge amount to the game. It's got to be said. But mm. it's it's very enjoyable getting blasted to pieces by Sphinx from the community for the millionth time in a row. Yeah. You know, it's nice. Well, one of the things that I noticed that I was, as I say, I was discussing with my brother is that in the in the in vanilla, wow, um, many features that we we know and love in retail didn't exist. And we we talk about these kind of um quality of life things, but one feature that i realized hang on this isn't here anymore is the in-game calendar so you can open a calendar and it might tell you when um certain um seasonal holidays or the or the world of warcraft equivalent of those are being celebrated in the game so they have something called noble garden which is basically like easter they have um feast of wintervale or something which is um christmas stuff like that anyway There is no calendar in the game at all. And I was thinking about this and I think it must have been a really deliberate choice because you've got to grind this game so much that it would just be a kick in the teeth to really recognize how much time you've like synced into this game. So without a calendar, you don't really know because your own time just becomes, especially in lockdown, everything just becomes a loop. Weekends don't exist for me anymore. It's been, it's been Sunday for the past two months. I mean... Exactly. It's mad. I mean, they say, you know, um, oh, that'll be as likely as happening in a whole month of Sundays. We are living in that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, ma- like, it's just this, this is the, you know, this is the alarming thing. Anyway, I've been loving that and it's been, it's been great. And I've been doing loads of gardening. Oh, my God, I've been doing loads of gardening. And also um, taking 3D pictures on your, your Facebook. I've noticed that you've got into no, this habit of taking 3D pictures. I've, I've desperately wanted my time to defend myself here because you would not believe the number of people who I've heard messaging friends of mine. They've screenshotted it and sent it to me with comments like, oh, my, you know, 
Golly, when's uh, when's Dan gonna finally upload a, upload a non three D picture? I li- I uploaded two <laughs> pictures in the last like month, both of which happened to be three D, and now I'm like branded as the the king of all three dimensions. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all I dimensions. Look quite, it <laughs> Everything quite the light uploaded, touches. <laughs> yeah, I uploaded one of that Diaz Natalis Finzi score and one of the lovely loaf of bread I made. And apparently now I'm a massive, like, sellout. Just Sorry, to understand that, it. That last sentence of yours was just the most Dan Moore thing I think I've ever heard. It was, I, did t- I did take that 3D picture of that Finzi score and that loaf of bread that I made, but yeah. apparently I'm a sellout. <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I think, I mean, I... Well, I feel um, I feel like a victim, and I will be writing to Radio Four. Oh to, no! That's... To vent my woes. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Sorry, we've been completely distracted. We're meant to be talking about the Dave Matthews Band or something. Oh yeah. What even is what even is that? Come tomorrow. Yes. So tell me about that. Would you like to? Shall I briefly rattle through the track listing? Oh, go on. There's uh, some fun names here. The first track is called samurai cop and then in parentheses oh joy begin uh, what follows then is other songs can't stop here on out that girl is you she idea of you virginia in the rain again and again and then track nine is just the letters bkd kd kdd in quotations uh black and blue bl- black and blue bird oh dear that's a bit Close to the bone. Come on, come on. Um, do you remember Come Tomorrow, the title track, uh, and When I'm Weary? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's done pretty well. The commercial performance, it debuted at number one on the US Billboard 200 with uh, 292,000 album equivalent units, making it the biggest sales week of a rock album in over four years um, and the biggest sales week for an album in 2018. Uh, Metacritic gives it a 71 out of 100 and it receives 4 out of 5 stars pretty much across the board with the exception of Pitchfork that gave it 5 out of 10. Oh, harsh. Yeah. I'm actually, so I'm looking at the wiki for Dave Matthews himself. Um, okay. Uh, was was this album Come Tomorrow, did you say? Yeah, it's got like a black and white weird kind of 2D album art. Oh, I'm looking at a picture of it now. Oh, that's fun. It's a bit like the little Lion Man kind of music video, if you know, yeah. know what oh, I mean. It looks like that game. What's that game that looks like that? Oh, um... You know which one I mean, don't you? Yeah, I do. Anyway, oh, it looks the... like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Great, so... great stuff for uh, podcasting. It was... <laughs> you know that Perfect. thing? That it, it looks like that thing. And I'm like, oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I, I can't remember the name of the thing. So it only means something to us. <laughs> Come Tomorrow was their seventh consecutive number one album. Um, which was a... Is a record? I think, yeah, the only group... Well, it's a whole album, Simon. The, oh, Dan, I will come in there. <laughs> Don't make me cough on you. Um, uh, you will come the, in there the, tomorrow. The only um, <laughs> the only out, uh, group to have seven consecutive albums debut at number one on the Billboard charts. So actually, that's kind of incredible. Like, as records incredible. go. And also, from 2000 to 2010, the Dave Matthews Band sold more tickets and earned more money than any other act in North America. Wow. So these these guys are huge. Hmm. But I I know the name, but I couldn't tell you anything. Like, I, I genuinely... This is, this is like a wrinkle in my brain. I can't explain why I know these guys, but can't name anything, any of their yeah. songs. So if you go to the Dave Matthews Band... 
Wikipedia article. Not only right. is it extensive, you can also go down to section seven, awards and nominations, where it links you to another article entirely dedicated to the awards and nominations. Oh my God, the flex. Yeah, the flex is unreal. I mean, it's a bit sad because most of the awards it talks about are nominations rather than winning things. Um, yeah. However, they won in 2000 and 2001. They won all of the VH1 Music Awards. The most prestigious um, of the VH Music Awards. Oh, for sure. They were nominated for an awful lot of MTV Video Musical Awards from 1997, the year I was born, to 2002, the year that I wasn't born. And uh, <laughs> well, I think it's... That's a, most years. I mean, that's yeah, not, well, not terribly specific. Yeah. Hey, I don't make the rules. Okay, this is just how it is. Um, and... Uh, they won it. I think it said here they won a Grammy. One. I think they did win a single Grammy. Which is good for them, isn't it? I mean, I'm just I'm just going on their Spotify a second. I want to see if oh, this is bugging me out. How do I not recognise any of these? I wonder if they were used in Scrubs or something like that. And so maybe I know the name from that. In is fairness, that any of those music? kind of shows, so like like Scrubs, Malcolm in the Middle, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they used their music you know oh actually yeah. can we go to if we go to um we're gonna get to the bottom of this yeah i'm wondering if there's like a thing in like in popular culture whether it was moved you know but yeah. i can't see that as a tv no uh two days later saxophonist Leroy moore was injured in an atv accident wow every single reference to tv here is atvs okay so maybe not um film nope Oh god, we're going to get an angry email about this because we're probably just being e idiots. Well, I think this is a, this is one of those classic moments where we're going to have to rely on the dear readership. If you feel passionately about the Dave Matthews band, even in particular if you feel passionate about Come Tomorrow, the album, then please do write in to spongyelectric at gmail.com and help us understand why we might know who the Dave Matthews band is. Deliver us. Please deliver us Please. from our own yeah. stupidity. Hang on, I'm going to sneeze. Now we're good. Okay. Next in thrilling was... content. <laughs> yeah, it's on the edge of my seat there. Goodness. <laughs> so I was about to sneeze. Um, now, do you have anything? Obviously, you haven't been singing, but do you have... Oh, sorry, are we finished with this uh, album? We've learned Dave Matthews Band, great band. We don't know anything about them. Yeah, I think... And I, I nearly died. Um... You've been playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the summary yeah. of the podcast so far. <laughs> Yeah, it's also it would it would also be the summary for like the last three years. <laughs> Wait, Basically. I didn't nearly die at all points in the last three years. No, but you were doing a PhD. That's pretty close. Uh, it felt like dying in slow motion. This is true. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you haven't been singing, but do you have a choral piece of the week? I do. I really do. And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll, please. Go on then, hit me with it. You sounded enthusiastic about this one. This is... I am enthusiastic about it because... Do you recall, several episodes ago, I was talking about me doing a bit of hunting on my family tree? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I came across um, Wing Commander Roger Moore. Yes. And then I was also doing... I've been doing a lot of listening to Nicholas Moore. Right. Um, who is a really famous composer. Why do I sense get... there's more to come? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like I've got a story to tell. Um, Nicholas Moore. 
Now, he's not going to be... It's not going to be one of his pieces that's going to be my piece of the week. I'll save that. However, fascinatingly, in his Wikipedia article, um, in his biography, it says here, from 1998 until 2008, Moore served on the faculty of the Peabody Institute at John Hopkins University, where he taught music composition. He had previously served on the faculties of Yale, Bard, Boston University, the Royal Academy of Music, Cambridge University, and Exeter University. Huh. How weird is that? Anyway, so I was listening to some of his stuff and there's a really fantastic anthem that he's written um, called uh, One Foot in Eden, Still I Stand, which is great. However, it's not my piece for the week because on the album that I've got, which is a fantastic one called British Composers, A Celebration, mm-hmm. a few underneath um, on the track listing of, of one of Nicholas, Moore, Nicholas Moore's pieces, you come across... Hang on, let me just scroll down to find it. Arnold Bax. How do you spell that? Arnold as in Arnold, and Bax as in B-A-X. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And I haven't come across this chap at all. No, he looks very serious. Yeah, he's now, he's written a piece called um, Mater Ora Filium. It's interesting because if you look up this piece... Um, you can find tracks that are maybe three minutes long and tracks that are 12 minutes long. So as I understand it, basically, it's they've broken it up into kind of like movements that I don't think are actual movements. Oh, it's a bit um, like where they break up a scribe unto the Lord that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I listened to this particular track one, which is the first three minutes, and thought, golly, that's cool. Really like that. And then I listened to the full thing, and it's just absolutely mental. It's a bit like... Samuel Barber's music Hmm. Um, so it goes like it's just ah I don't know I think it's just fantastic anyway Arnold Bax Marta Orophilium really cool and there's this moment towards I think just it's either bang on in the middle or just afterwards where he starts suddenly writing these massive soaring top C's for sopranos and that everyone's just starting to take off and the piece just gets bigger and bigger but there's also moments where he kind of borrows from you know how um ralph Vaughan williams likes uh folk tunes yes yeah famously so you might yeah you might be listening to some of the pieces that he's kind of set and there'll be there'll be quite a lot of kind of ornamentation at the beginning and ends of phrases to kind of give that idea of kind of like a folk melody Bax kind hmm. of does that as well and i think yeah for, for me of all the stuff i've heard which isn't nearly enough yet but I'm getting there. Um, I think Bax is most similar or comparable to someone like Barber. But it's a really, really cool piece of music. And I urge you to listen to the first like three minutes and go, oh yeah, that's great. And then just sit down and consume the entire piece because it just is really mental. And so really his, good. according to Wikipedia, his most famous piece is Tintagel, a tone poem about the castle the Arthurian castle in, in Cornwall. Um, mm. This article uses is a short article, but uses the word climax three times. Um, wow. The subject is worked to a broad diatonal, sorry, diatonic climax. Mm. One, one is very jealous. Uh, and there follows what Bax called a great climax suddenly subsiding, followed by a genuine sense of ennui. Uh, no, that's just other climaxes. Uh, what is the plural of climax? Climaxes? I guess, yeah. Hang on. Plural of climax. Well, climaxes. I've never heard of this guy. 
Yeah, Climaxes. Okay. Um, I've um, never heard of this guy before. I'm going to have to check him out because it sounds interesting. I like Vaughn Williams' stuff that's been inspired by folk music. And mm. that's like a a just a, a a name that I have never heard of before. So, yeah, so, well, nor, nor had I. It's just really crazy. And I well, kind of... the thing The thing that I think is most similar to Barber in the way that he writes is that the harmony he chooses and the kind of the in, if you're thinking of it like the, of an inversion of a chord how he to to which kind of vocal line he gives certain notes to create mm. a, a that kind of inversion he does it in such a way that every single time you kind of hear the chord and you go oh yeah that that kind of i feel kind of safe in in what you've done here in terms of the kind of the harmony that's kind of banging around me but the way that he gives it across the voices means that everything has just got like a slight tinge of kind of uncomfort and unsettled like oh i'm not sure but it's not like listening to some really kind of crunchy um discordant mess there are moments where it's just really it's, it's just a nice kind of beautiful could just be like a very simple kind of major or minor chord but the way that he he kind of spreads it out across the voice parts means that it kind of you're listening to it and you still think in the back of your mind oh that's just something that's not right about it and um hmm. i think it's really cool it's really cool well there's the, yes. what a turn up for the book it's, he's waited four weeks to be able to bring this to you ladies and gentlemen but i think that was there worth it wow I, i'm i've got that queued up on my spotify uh i will listen to yeah. that later thank it's you for bringing piece. this to our attention So we find ourselves in Critics Corner, uh, and I've had a lot of time on my hands recently, Dan, uh, mm. as you may have no- known. Uh, and and so I've I've played a lot of games. Um, although, admittedly, I I think the thing that I did most when I was actually sick was listening to podcasts because that was the only thing I was capable of doing. I was too I got tired out listening to podcasts at one point. Um, so I, I listened to a lot of uh, the Scrubs podcast and a bit of the Community Rewatch with Joel McHale and um, Ken Jong. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know that's fine. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, uh, which is delightful. Uh, and I've started Pokemon Shield, which is fun. A bit weird. The new Pokemon's are, as in like the games, are just a bit mm. weird in my opinion. Right. Uh, but I like it. And also, it's set in um, not the UK. Like it's very clearly England, but like they they, they don't call it that. Um, it's, which leads to some hilarious bits that you don't expect in a Pokemon game, like. I got challenged to a battle in a wild area by a postman. Um, <laughs> nice. It was, and you know how, like, they... Uh, I assume you play Pokemon when you were a kid. I think, yeah, I think I had one of them. I think it might have been Emerald on the Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, my God, get you. Yeah, oh. I know. Pretty, pretty um, full on. So I uh, I played, what, what, Yellow and Crystal. So I played Gen 1 and 2. So I, my, my knowledge is a little bit out of date. But, you know, anyway, um, and I got they they say something when they challenge you to a battle, and this postman saw me, got the little exclamation mark, and he was like, "I carry letters and victory," wow. <laughs> and, then, and then started this battle. Is that not the slogan of Royal Mail? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Emblazoned on the side of the vans, we carry letters and victory. When you challenge a Royal Mail uh, carrier in the street, they're like, you approach, you dare to approach me? Twists the, like, postman cap backwards. 
Yeah. <laughs> Gets the Pokeballs out. Just throws parcels at you. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, and I stamp, I stamp letters, and now I'll stamp you. And he slams this foot down. Oh, we should write the next Pokemon game. Holy shit, we're, yeah. we're better at this than the actual writers. Because uh, I carry letters and victory. doesn't even make sense. You don't carry victory. Yeah. You, anyway. Um, so I've been playing that. I've been playing um, some Mechanicus, a lot of Rocket League, which mm. uh, for those of you who don't, aren't aware, I stream on Twitch. And we, we have the Pyongyang Pigeons, Pyongyang FC. If you want to join the Pyongyang Gang or the Pyong Gang um, in our supporters group, then yeah, you can do so. Uh, just keep an eye on my Twitter for when I'm going to be live. Um, and uh, the main thing that I wanted to talk about, though, so that's like all the incidental stuff I've been doing. Um, the main thing I've been doing is Pixel Girl has made me watch some really depressing recently, Dan. Um really good but really depressing we had uh, twice now had an evening where we gone you know what i fancy a movie night let's do a couple's movie night we're going to watch a film together and um i was like uh i feel like okay, should we watch the breakfast club always wanted to watch the breakfast club i know it's an 80s feel-good classic um have you seen it i don't think so actually it's been it's, it's been one of those films that's been on my list of I really need to get around to watching it because it is like a you know a cult classic. Same. Like, I know that it's good and I know I should watch it, but I've never got around to it. But she was like, mm. no, I don't really feel like that. Oh, I know. Should we watch Marriage Story? Which oh. was a film that I've been saying for ages that we should watch, but I'm like, yeah. I don't think I'm in the right mood to watch at a given time because I know this is going to be really like depressing. Mm. And I, I know I should watch it because it's a very good film, allegedly, and it's got great acting in it and everything like that. And on both of those points, I was absolutely right. We watched yes. it, and and the the two, particularly the two lead performances by Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, are amazing. Like the the acting is so good, and it shows how pigeonholed they've been by Star Wars and Marvel work. You know, like yeah. it shows what they can do. Um, but holy. Sh it's just really it breaks you down that film really depressing it really does, it really does. the scene where it's just the, the, those two in his apartment and they have the argument I remember watching that and just being wow yeah and he's like I, I like wish a... you would die I, I wish I woke up every day and wished you were dead yeah if I could guarantee that Henry was okay and you got like you got sick and you were hit by a bus and you died and then he just completely breaks down and it's just like wow it's so visceral yeah like stunningly good and yeah. on that same vein last week we did the same thing where she was like oh uh, yeah, should we do a movie night and i was like well should we watch breakfast club and she was like no nah. you know what there's this performance of a streetcar named desire with gillian anderson mm. with the national mm. theater and yeah. i'd never seen the film i'd never studied the play before so i didn't know the story and oh my god it was another it was three hours of exceptional acting and utter depression by the end yeah. of it it's an intent. I remember doing that at school, um, and we watched the we watched the the film with um, Marlon Brando. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, the famous because uh, that was Stella. The um my uh, my only knowledge of it comes from The Simpsons, which is the case for so many things in life. But they do a streetcar yeah. named Marge, where it's uh, Marge is oh god, what's the not Stella the the lead female Blanche. Blanche, that's it. Marge is Blanche, and then Flanders is um, Stanley. Yeah. Um, and she sees the parallels between Stanley and Homer, and it's it's a really classic episode. But, mm -hmm. like, I just... 
yeah, I, I, I wasn't expecting how brutal the story was. And also, for a play that was written in 1948, mm. incredibly modern. Um, but yeah, if you, if you get a chance, watch the National Theatre's production with Gillian Anderson from X-Files and Sex Education as Blanche. And um, she's she's amazing. I mean, the the production as a whole is great. Really interesting, like set design in this rotating, constantly rotating stage, because um, it's at the old Vic, so it's like the audience all around. But yeah, she's really gone two for two on. I, I've really enjoyed on a critical level what we've watched, and it it's just destroyed my soul. <laughs> two nights. So next movie night, we're watching the. F- breakfast club because mm. I, I want two hours of just feel good entertainment <laughs> tell you what speaking of the national theater i don't know whether you saw their um frankenstein with benedict cumberbatch and johnny lee miller no that is really worth watching it's superb and this the everything about it the performances i think are stellar but also stella stella <laughs> the um the uh, the set is incredible it's really yeah. So, and the interesting is thing is, so on and off, um, the Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller are starring in it, but they each swap roles. So you could, they have there are two recordings where one is the oh, monster and one is Frankenstein, and then one is Frankenstein and one is the monster. Hmm. It's really, it's really good. I highly, highly. It's um, directed by Danny Boyle of um, Slumdog Millionaire and yeah, and Train Spotting and yeah. Yeah, ah, so but I highly, highly recommend it. It's really excellent. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, there we go. We've got some highbrow th- theatre for you guys to sink your teeth into. Frankly, mm. what else are you doing right now? You're not doing anything. I mean, unless you're like I was and you were trying not to die from COVID, in which case, mm. Godspeed, get better and then watch the theatre. <laughs> because it's important to support the arts, as I'm sure Dan will tell you. Institutions like the theatre and like cathedrals and music and all forms of the performing arts are going for a really mm. tough time at the moment, and they yeah. they deserve our support. And it, and and interestingly, if you want to have an even more fascinating conversation about that, you can go on to Classic FM, where they had two evenings, uh, two two-hour programs, um, hosted by the Prince of Wales. Ah, you were telling me this the other day. Yeah, mm. it's really. I, I mean, I was. I've been listening to the first one um, this morning, actually, before um, before we recorded the podcast, and it's great. He's a. I mean, he's he has always been um, a real champion of the uh, of the arts, and mm. it should also be said. Um, hopefully, depending on when I, you know, when things return to normality, there's a pretty high chance that I'll be meeting him at some point because he is the patron of um, our fundraising appeal at the cathedral. Oh, ooh. yeah. We found we we found that out um, in. March, what to say? So uh, I've I've never met royalty. The... I've got to say, I'm quite jealous. Yeah, I'm quite I'm I'm quite excited. So have you met royalty it... before? I can't. I, 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 there's not many occasions when you can. I think some royal. I think it might have been the Queen came. To you met my the school. Queen, and you're not sure. <laughs> no, no, no. I, she came to the school, but I, the thing is, I was so young. I think I would have been maybe, oh God, in year three or year four. Probably year three, actually. In fact, no, it must have been year three. Year two or year three, because I was—I only went to year four in um, the Netherlands. And I think it was part of a Blue Peter fundraising thing where you all had to donate old mobile phones. Do you remember this? 
can't say I do. This may be after my time, Dan. Right. Well, they basically, people were giving it, and they, these are all like old Nokia bricks and things. Um, and uh, I think our school raised like a really absurd amount of money, and we did particularly well. And then as a result, she came for a visit. Um, <laughs> as yeah. you, as you do, you know. But you're not you're not certain if it was the Queen or just an old lady. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at that age, that's what the Queen is to you when you're when you're that young and impressionable. Wow. Well, there we go. Yes. Dan Moore may have met loyalty. May have met loyalty. Loyalty. No. Never loyalty, Simon. You know me. Disloyalty. (laughs) Is that the jangle of 30 pieces of silver I hear in your pocket? Judas. (laughs) I was going for Professor McGonagall, but holy we we went right to the top. Oh, it's straight in. Oh, yeah. It's a sign of how regular Compline has been as part of my life that I'm now just... (laughs) <laughs> yeah it just all it all it all comes back to i bring to you mer thank you murder <laughs> judas <laughs> dancing the foxtrot jesus and his partner judas iscariot no <laughs> oh it's happened it's happened, it's happened. our brains oh, yeah. are cracked we are Big 40 time. odd minutes into the podcast dan and we've gone It's that time again where, unlike in previous episodes where we may have uh, omitted... Non-canon. 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 It's time to go over to Patreon Corner where we say a massive thank you to those who support us on Patreon. Um, The funding keeps this podcast going. It's absolutely essential. And some of you kind, wonderful, lovely souls um, choose to support us. There are many ways of supporting us, Simon. I don't know if you knew this. No, um, tell me we more. Have, we have tell multiple, me more. Tell me more. Um, we have multiple tiers. Um, <laughs> beautiful. Um, you could support us by choosing either Team Cat or Team Dog for a measly dollar a month. But what you could do, even more than that, um, is support us with Top Cat or Top Dog uh, level. Um, but what do they get in return for that, Dan? They get, I mean, just unending love, admiration. Um, they get read out on this. They, they get read out. Come on, man. <laughs> English and classics, honest degree. <laughs> Maybe you could say that slightly Is that better. the past tense of Reddit? No, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the past tense would be Reddit. Would be Reddit. Surely. What's the hell? Read out would be... It's a different past tense. Oh, this is why Read English out. people suck at grammar. Yes. Because <laughs> we don't know the names um, of Anyway, we're going to... I, I am the head of uh, the top dog folk. And you Simon are the top dog, the of the, some could I say. am the top dog, and Simon is the top cat. Funnily um, enough, I, have, I had a missed call just now from our local cat shelter, so I may well be receiving an actual cat, cat. which oh is goodness. very exciting. I mean, it'd be more exciting if it's a dog, but anyway. Um, I uh, would like to say a massive thank you to those who support top dog level and in, in doing so make uh, make this podcast possible. So without further ado, Alistair Fortune, Alex, Ben McMurtry, Colin J. Brown, Eric Davis, Eric Bolliger, Eve Sharples, Jay Wright, Codzo, Kyle Peary, Lexi at Front Desk, uh, Maggie, <laughs> Peter Reed, and and Samantha. Lexi at front desk, welcome. Lexi great... at front desk sounds like a sexy receptionist. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, have you checked out Lexi at front desk? Whoa. Whoa. 
cracking set Appar of pins. Apparently, we work in a, a building yard. Um, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I, however, would like to thank the sensible people who, like me, believe that the cats are the superior household pet. And so I would like to thank Choco Cat, Christopher Betterton, Carl Mansfield, the one and only Dan Hanvey, Isabel Ostrowski, Izzy Christie, Jack Easton, John Mannion, Kenneth Kuzmirak, Layla Medina, Nafi Iftikar, Oliver Berghart, Oliver Craigie, Omar Miranda, Princess Andromeda. Oh my god, there are so many people who like cats. Rents Kirk, River Ward, Simon P. Yes, I do. Tom Withington, Trustworthy Ginger, and William Humphreys. And a special shout out to Oliver Craigie, who I've, I realize that now supports us by this princely sum of $10 a month. Doesn't even need to do Whoa. it. Whoa. But just Oliver. chooses to. Oliver. Good lord. Oliver! Bit of a Top Gear reference for the people who like O'Cock posting. Uh, thank you very much, okay. everyone. You keep the show on the air. Uh, and I, oh, yes, we were going to have a chat before I got ill. We were going to have a chat about some merch, Dan. So you need to get on that after the show. Oh, yes. Top lad! And finally, we find ourselves in Correspondence Corner. And uh, it's quite. We've, we've got a bit of a backlog here, Simon. It's quite We exciting. do. We, we've been um, out of action for a month, so we probably won't even get through all of these. Yeah. We, we've, got, we've got one here that we received our, uh, toward the end of March. So we may, we may as well get onto it now, given it's nearly June. Um, <laughs> it reads. Uh, not sure what to put here. Hello both. My daily life hasn't changed much these days as I prefer to stay indoors and just chill, play games and talk to people. I especially like to play Rocket League. Oh, Simon's foaming at the mouth as we speak. Um, 2,300 hours and counting. Good Lord. Tw how, and, how many... Uh, wait, 2,300 hours? Yeah, 2,300 hours. That is three months of non-stop Rocket League. Holy wow. shit! <laughs> and games such as Stellaris and RimWorld. Anyways, that's all I have. Um, that's all I have to share. Much love from. Oh no! There we go. There's the reason why um, I wanted you to read that one out. Newverker Andel Yesel in the Netherlands. <laughs> Jonathan, aged seven thousand one hundred thirty-one days. Thank you, Jonathan. Top top work. Top uh, work. Top shelf. Let's have a look, shall we? Let's have a look at an email here from Josh. Dear Dan and Simon, this is from Josh Brayshaw. Um, I will begin by thanking you both for the incredible podcast that you've created. D Did you make a, another podcast, Dan? Yeah. yeah I, wasn't, I, don't think I wasn't aware so. of this. Yeah, so there's another Dan and Simon who's clearly making something incredible because it can't mm. be us. Uh, I'm in the first year of sixth form and having to study from home has proved very difficult, but listening to the backlog of episodes is helping tremendously. Well, we're adding Excellent. to your... Adding for something, so you, know, so you can listen to something a bit more up to date. Um, I'm currently listening to the amazing episode 57, Juris Silovs, and listening to you, you, Simon, saying you're sick of the Brexit news, it being first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Yes, at least that's not the case anymore. Um, mm. I'm interested to know what you both feel about the current news on coronavirus. I mean, I don't mind the, the fact that that dominates the news cycle because it's not... It, it's, because, it, because it should be. Yeah, it's because right? it should be. And it's also mostly actually based on facts and mm. not just political hyperbole and literally just misleading the population. Obviously, there's a lot of stories about people being morons because people are morons and mm. don't understand the concept of social distancing and why it's important to flatten the curve and think that it's all okay now. Um, and also, wash it's relevant hands, to me. Everyone. Wash your hands. Yeah, I washed mine not five minutes ago. Um, uh, we, we had a break in the podcast. I didn't Not five just... minutes ago, but ten days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's no good. 
um so yeah it's relevant to me as well because like i got it and so i'm interested in preventing other you know seeing what the situation is with other people catching it um and it's killed a lot of people you know it's killed mm. something like 0.1 percent of the entire population of england and wales at this point in in this country i mean it's kind of inc- extraordinary really we live in a time that is going to be several thesis you know several phd dissertations uh in the future this is this is extraordinary times that we are living through and so i don't mind the fact that it dominates the news yeah oh that's interesting though because josh is saying everybody i've been talking to is more sick of it than brexit news despite it only having been a few months could not disagree more could not disagree more um sorry if this has already been talked about as i said i've been behind for a while but one good thing to come out of the pandemic is being able to catch up completely well not anymore because there's yet more content for you to consume Mm. and realize that it's not incredible um sorry for the fat paragraph and thank you for the amazing work Josh. P.S. Team dog and cat. They are both amazing. I have two cats and a dog and they hate each other. But make everything better. Perfect. Well, if that isn't a, a, a metaphor for the beauty of this podcast and indeed podcasting in general, we know we have an opportunity to come together. Come together right good. now. <laughs> over um, Dan. Over me. <laughs> come tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's a professional. Yes, it's full circle. Get me on the radio. Come on. Um, yeah, we, we, we all get to spend time together. Did you, I mean, I haven't been able to speak to Simon for a while because of you being so ill. So, yeah, the last time we spoke would have been on stream, I think. It would have been when we played Blackwake together. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that lovely email, Josh. And I hope that your studying um, is is going all right. And if you find solace in having us ramble in the background, then ramble we shall. We have an email here. We have an email here. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. Um, uh, titled hashtag Team Dog for the Win. So obviously, I mean, I, I jump on this. Dear Messrs. Moore and Clark, I hope this finds you both in the silliest of spirits. First off, I confess that I'm a relatively new reader. In fact, the first episode I um, I read was the special one featuring Pixel Girl that came out the day before my final math exam, and it was so interesting that I read the whole episode um, instead of studying. Don't know the results yet, this damn virus thing being the reason. Uh, I love the well. canine-feline dichotomy, which is one of the long-standing highlights of this podcast. I've always been a staunch believer of the fact that dogs are the most loyal, and Dan is absolutely right in saying that dogs are the way forward. Thank you. Thank you no, so much. No, absolutely not. I'm Filthy sure lies. I've irked Simon by this point. To be honest, I, recent, I recently damn realized right cats aren't all that um, bad either, but dogs still rule. Also... My school's been sending video lectures of classes during lockdown, and these are unlisted videos on YouTube which can't be accessed without a link. Um, The problem is that I end up getting bored after watching those for some time and instead watch Simon's videos and vlogs that pop up (laughs) on my recommended vids. So essentially, that means that in reality, I'm watching a 20-minute video of Dan and Simon having having makeup applied when I was supposed (laughs) to be watching two lectures on chemical (laughs) kinetics. (laughs) That God, that's a throwback. That's, God, three years ago we did that? Yeah, it must be. It was a while ago. You look so like, good. I was. I think I looked at the pictures of that not long ago, and I was like, "Damn, damn. Dan makes Dan makes a good girl." Damn, Daniel. Um, <laughs> Back, more get stories, it again with the white foundation. A... <laughs> more stories, including one about a cat. Next time, cheers, um, Aditi. Thank you, Aditi. Oh, thank you very much, Aditi. I disagree with you fundamentally, but you're you seem all right. 
You can stay. We have another message here from Jack Easton. Dear Simon and Dan, long-time reader, first-time writer here. Welcome. Uh, just wanted to send a note of gratitude for the numerous days of premium non-content. Thank you. That's the official subtitle of this podcast, premium non-content, that have provided so much entertainment over the years. I finally took the leap today to support my favourite podcast with a monetary contribution that will hopefully Whoa. support many more years of exploring Wikipedia rabbit holes. Thank you very much, Jack. That Thank is- you incredible incredibly generous um all in all i hope you're uh, both doing well in this unprecedented time where there has been an unprecedented use of the word unprecedented i so agree i hate that word now i hate yeah. it with a fiery passion i think at this point they are uh precedented i mean tomorrow is not yes. unprecedented because it's gonna be the same as yesterday yeah i've I've started instead of having the like that being the first line of the email i've my, made my thing that if i email somebody new i'll be like wishing you clean hands as my sign off um, nice. which people have, have emailed back just to say they appreciate which is i don't know you gotta you got the small things what happens when you're emailing your german friend hans wishing oh. you clean hans hans, hans. <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! Jeez, it, and, and when I when I email my French friends, I'm like wishing you clean uh, mains and alts. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, Lovely. Kindest regards, the man of many names, Jack Easton, aka Red Pufferfish, aka Cucamelons. So a repeated uh, offend, a repeat offender on my Twitch streams, uh, a long time supporter of my Twitch. So thank you very much, Jack. Uh, age. 7,417 days, 21 hours, and 48 minutes. We like and, the precision. And hopefully, and counting. Yes, and counting. Not, not, not a stopped clock, but we, we yes. stand precision. And finally, we have, we have an email here titled Crooked Correspondence, or Crooked. Crooked, as you... most people would say. Yeah, Crooked. <laughs> crooked. <laughs> Over Crooked. Um, right, it reads... <laughs> it reads hello fellows i hope this i hope this right in f- you're right <laughs> are you okay no i think i'm having a slight a bondulance brain melt yeah call the bondulance i'm having a strong um hello fellows i hope this right in finds you both well unfortunately you're still saying it weird it's i hope this right in finds you both well Oh, writing. Well, I mean, should that not be hyphenated? I think it should. <laughs> it's a compound adjective. Come on, everyone. Hello, fellas. Come on, I hope this writing. <laughs> Come on, mummy. Go I hope on, this writing finds you both well. Unfortunately, I hope you. God, I just butchered that, didn't I? The, la- the lack of a hyphen just basically caused my brain to die. You're doing what I Murray actually does at like the Wimbledon finals. As soon as yeah. he hears the first, go on, Murray, it like, suddenly just <laughs> collapses. I hope this write-in finds you both well. Unfortunately, there will be no tales of thievery from me today. The cacti are doing well these days. It's the I cacti crook! Oh my goodness. Uh, and I have been gifted quite a few over recent months. I just wanted to express how much these recent bi-weekly episodes have brightened up my quarantine, especially a few episodes ago when Dan mentioned Wolfpack. Yes. Their music has been the soundtrack to many of my fondest memories with the people I love. May I suggest you also check out the Fearless Flyers as well as Woo Park. Please mm. do let me know what you think. I'm excited to hear about the potential resurrection of Wikicast merch, but in the meantime, I'll continue to reread old casts tend my tiny garden and practice my bagpipes stay safe fine sirs the cacti crook ah uh, it's always good to hear from the cacti crook always a pleasure 
By the way, if people do want to send us uh, sins that need absolving, we do offer a very reasonable absolution service in if the Church of County Pedantry uh, in yeah. Dubai? Where was, where was County Pedantry canonically? I can't actually remember. I don't know. I thought it was Ireland. But if it, if you want it to be Dubai, it can be. No, because we, we we did that episode about like a a race. It was like a Grand Prix that took place in Dubai, I think. And we oh, decided yeah. that county pedantry was like in the Irish part of Dubai. Or, or yeah, something that's right. Like that. good, God, good knowledge. God, the, the lore of this podcast is all over Extensive. the place. Extensive. It's, ne- it's nearing Warhammer 40,000 levels of just a tangled spaghetti mess. But that is, I think, a show. So what did we learn today, Dan? Today, Simon, we learned about Come Tomorrow, the album. The ninth ah, by the Dave Matthews Band. By yes. the Dave Matthews Band. Who, as it turns out, are a really big deal, and neither of us really know why, or could name any of their songs. Yeah. We also spoke about how you'd been uh, slightly under the weather with coronavirus. Yes, um, indeed. And you've been under the weather with World of Warcraft. I have, yeah. Under the under the weathered skies of Azeroth. <laughs> God. Oi, f*** off! F*** off! Sorry, there was a squirrel in my garden attempting to access my bird feeder as you were <laughs> sorry oh, golly i'm turning into a middle-aged man i've never never heard you so cross oh well if you, you saw me with the doves for those of you who haven't seen the new vlog that i put out i had a slight incident where my bedroom was invaded by a pair of doves I've, i feel like mary poppins at this point i'm just a friend of all the animals i'm just trying they're friends with me and i'm trying to get them to f- off i remember seeing that and thinking is this some kind of like veiled Allegory, or what's the word <laughs> I'm thinking of for um, a metaphor? No, it's like specifically when it's trying. It's like a religious story that's got like a. Oh, are you saying my life is like a still life painting? I'm like a, a Dutch Renaissance painting. Yeah. Where it's like, oh yes, the doves represent love, and the repeated attempt, the repeated chance of f- off, will you represent man's fragility in the face of death? God, that squirrel is not happy. Biblical sh- story. With deep meaning. I'm in a staring match with a squirrel. He's looking at me. What is a Bible story called? Nope. Bible story. Excuse me. Oh, I can't believe. I, I, said, the, I said the word yesterday. God, you can't get the rodents these days. A parable. Oh! A parable was the word. There we go. We got You're there living in, the end. in a parable. God, it was one of the thriller millet on the wiki cast, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also, I mentioned, I had a fantastic choral piece of the week, Mata Orophilium by Arnold Bax. It's superb. I really mm. hope you like it. Yeah, look forward um, to listening. We've been given some advice too. I'm absolutely going to be listening to fearless flyers and woo park I'm excited about that my favorite um, south korean football player woo park um <laughs> and uh and, and all around some pretty cracking correspondence there is yeah. more if you if you sent us an email we um we realized that there are more that we need to read out but we didn't want to swamp this episode so no. um we if, if you hasn't been read out this week we'll get to it next episode promise oh do you know what i didn't do so many things. I was going to tell you, but I was going to tell you about my little project. Oh yes, what is it? Sorry, we're, we're well, rewinding, everyone. We're going back to the first section of the podcast. 
you know you're putting together this thing for the Universe Directs to Chapel Choir? I do. Yes. Well, I've been putting together my own thing for the Choral Scholars. We've done a distanced recording of If You Love Me. And I've put together a little oh. video with all of our faces on the screen and a nice background and edited all the music up. And, and it was a cool thing because I haven't really done something like that before. And uh, it was immensely tedious, but... It's it is, isn't it? <laughs> on, it really is. I felt bad for you. I was talking to Michael about it, and I said, God, I feel bad for Simon, because you must have so many faces to do. I only had five. I've, I haven't um, done the video yet. I've, I'm doing the uh, audio and getting all that production sorted, and then I'm going yeah. to to do the video synced with it. So that's what I did. Yeah. I, I, I edited all... I, I took the videos, extracted the audios, put that into GarageBand, and then put together like something that sounds good and then put the video together. But it's so frustrating because the way that I had to do it was um, like add a video within the frame, line it up into like one corner and then export that as a like a as an MP4, then open that MP4 again and add another image on top of it because iMovie doesn't allow for like super high end, you know, adding multiple videos within frames at any at one specific oh, time. Really? Oh, really? So it was really, really tedious because I might get three or four people in and suddenly realise the second person is slightly out of sync and have to start the whole thing again. Oh, God. Yeah. But anyway, Sunday, Pentecost, um, uh, the bishop is preaching and there is going to be a video from the Choral Scholars of If You Love Me and uh, that's my little thing. So I'm quite excited. And also we had Ascension Day recently. Uh, we did. The, the day that Jesus started working from home. Yes, yes. Right, okay. We're now back in the... the we're, we're doing a fast forward to the end of the podcast. God, I'm so glad that we, we got that in. This is a Nailed show. Down. This is yeah. where we've, we, take a, we take an episode off and it all goes to There's So much swearing. I'm giving myself so much work to do. Ugh, blimey. That's all, thankfully, for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. Join the Discord. And if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric. Dave Matthews Band supporters, lockdown stories, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole, and, and we'll, we'll see you next time. Good point. So I'm all right. So, okay, fine. I just need to know what my name is. Hang on. Where's my little badge? Wait, it's upside down. Wait. Oh, Nad. What? <laughs> it's in Cyrillic. Um, okay, are you ready to go then? Uh, yeah, I will be. I'm just there's something um, sending. Got a my... problem here? Yeah, my Pull up. laptop fans are eject. Freak out. Um, calm down. It's all right. It's already just f***ing piping hot, and it's literally I've just turned it on like 15 minutes ago. I mean, in my this, room, this poor laptop. I, I'm at the point now where. Um, I'm seriously going to buy a, a thermal sensor for a Raspberry Pi so that I can track how warm it gets in my office because I swear it's about 40 degrees a lot of the time. It's ridiculous. Goddy. Not ideal. I just need to replace this thing because it's just, I mean, it served me so well, but it's a 2013 model MacBook Pro and it just, it just doesn't like what I'm trying to do to it at the moment, especially when I try and play WoW. And it's just kind of like, I basically turn it on, it does five minutes and then just goes, ah! <laughs> for like hours. And I'm like, okay, well, brilliant. That's, uh, that's really great. So. That's f***ing great. <laughs> just screaming at me and I'm being like, ah!
it's like that's it's like the sun in Rick and Morty where they go to that yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we can live with this. <laughs>